you know, uh, when it comes to our healthcare system, when it comes to our economic system in general, it is so frustrating because for the most part, it is a fraud. And I am not saying this to be facetious. I'm not saying this to be uh, over the top, but the the basis of our economic system is a fraud. I mean, I remember when uh, Bernie Sanders said Wall Street uh, was was actually based on a fraud. He said something to that effect, and many people took a back, you know, took a back to that statement. The reality is. It is a true statement, and it is worse. It is nothing more than legalized gambling, but that's beside the point. Bernie Sanders, on the 8th of this month of of February, had uh, brought in some of the heads of pharma companies. And I want you to listen to these guys. I want you to listen to the statements that Bernie made. Because if it's not upsetting, to understand that what these guys are doing is taking your wealth from you via a mechanism called we get sick sometimes. And because we get sick sometimes, they have the wherewithal, they have the monopoly on either you getting healthy or you choosing to hold out, wait and see if you live or die. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. We are aware of the many important life-saving drugs that your companies have produced, and that's extraordinarily important. I think, as all of you know, those drugs mean nothing to anybody who cannot afford it. And that's what we're dealing with today, that millions and millions of our people cannot afford the outrageously high cost of prescription drugs in this country. Now, uh, my time and the time of all of the members is limited. So we're going to just, uh, I'm going to ask. So my time is limited. So I'm going to start by asking all of you uh, a number of questions, and I would appreciate it if you could respond uh, with yes or no answer. Uh, It turns out that in our dysfunctional and extraordinarily expensive healthcare system, Uh, Hundreds of thousands of Americans have gone to GoFundMe in order to raise money to pay for their health care needs and for their prescription drugs. Um, Let me ask Mr. Davis, if I might, uh, have you ever searched on GoFundMe for your cancer drug, uh, Kichula? Uh, No, I have not. We have. I and my staff have. And we have found... Uh, over 500 stories of people trying to raise funds to pay for their cancer treatments. Uh, One of those stories is a woman named Rebecca, a school lunch lady from Nebraska, with two kids who died of cancer after setting up a GoFundMe page because she could not afford to pay for Katruda. Rebecca had raised $4,000 on her GoFundMe page, uh, but said the cost of Katruda and her cancer treatment was $25,000 for an infusion every three uh, weeks. Uh, Mr. Davis, and please, yes or no, is it true that the list price of Katruda is $191,000 a year in the United States? Uh, That is close to being true, yes. Thank you. 
Is it true that that same exact drug can be purchased in Canada for $112,000 a year and $44,000 a year in Japan? Generally, yes. Mr. Davis, even though the price of Gertruda is one quarter of the price in Japan compared to the United States, does uh, your company, does Merck make a profit selling Gertruda in Japan? We do. So what I understand is you make a profit selling Gertruda in Japan for one quarter of the price that you sell it for in the United States. My question to you is a pretty simple one. Will you commit to lowering the price of Gertruda in the United States to the price of Japan? Well, Senator, I, I think um, first I acknowledge the prices in the United States are higher uh, than they are in many of the countries you said, and not for all drugs, but for many drugs. And that, that's the reality we face. But I think it's also important to point out that you get access in the United States faster and more than anywhere in the world. We have 39 indications for Keytruda across 17 tumor types in the United States. If you look across Europe, it's in the 20s. If you look across Japan, it's in that number a little bit less. So there is a reason why the prices are different and we need to be careful because we are also seeing in those markets that they are unwilling to support the innovation. And we are very hardly working hard to try to get them to understand the need to help fund the innovation. I, I apologize for cutting that's, off. That's fine. There are two other, but I did want to make this point. Uh, again, we all appreciate breakthrough and important drugs that you and other companies have produced that save lives. No debate about that. But I do want to point out that after all is said and done, and after all the money we spend on prescription drugs and healthcare in general, the life expectancy in Japan is nine years longer than it is in the United States. Uh, Senator Cassidy talked about Canada. The life expectancy in Canada is six years longer than in the United States. Life expectancy in Portugal is six years longer. Life expectancy in the UK is four years longer. Um, let me ask the last question to Mr. Davis. As I understand it, you made $52 million in total compensation in 2022. Will you commit to not accepting a single dollar more in compensation until there is not a single GoFundMe page for Katruda? Well, I can tell you at Merck, we are very much sensitive to what's happening with patients. That's why we have very important patient assistance programs. We commented on the fact that we have over 800,000 patients benefiting where we provide free drug for those who can't afford it, as well as other assistance programs that help with copay and others. So we are very committed as a company to doing what we need to do to try to help alleviate the, ch the challenges patients face that you're focusing on. And that's my focus as the CEO. Thank you. Mr. Berna, uh, with Bristol-Myers Squibb. Uh, Carolyn from Florida says that she cannot afford Eliquis, and so she will, quote, stop taking it though I needed to prevent the risk of having a stroke, end quote. Uh, Mr. Burnham, uh, again, yes and no, please. The list price of Eliquis is $7,100 a year in the United States. Dr. Melissa Barber, an expert at Yale University, has estimated that it costs just $18 to manufacture a year's supply of Eliquis. $7,100, what we pay $1,800 to manufacture. Is it true that the same exact drug, Eliquis, can be purchased in Canada for $900 a year? 
Senator, that's roughly correct. Uh, let me ask you this. Even at 13% of the cost in the United States, does Bristol-Myers make a profit selling Eloquist for $900 a year in Canada? Uh, Senator, we do make a profit. All right, so you're selling the product for 13% of what in Canada, of what we pay in the United States, and obviously you sell it there because you make money. So Mr. Berner, will you commit today that Bristol-Myers Squibb will reduce the list price of Eloquist in the United States to the price that you charge in Canada where you make a profit? Senator, we can't make that commitment primarily because the prices in these two countries have very different systems that prioritize very different things. In Canada, medicines are generally made less available, and it takes oftentimes considerably longer for those medicines to be available on I, average. I, I, roughly I apologize. I do apologize. I just, life expectancy in Canada is six years longer than it is in the United States. Uh, Mr. Berner, your company spent over $12 billion on stock buybacks in 2022. Given that reality, can you tell Carolyn why you can't lower the price of Eliquis? First, Senator, let me say no patient should have to go through the types of choices that the patient you just described go through. It is our commitment to continue to bring down the price of medicines in the U.S., and I would love the opportunity to bring down the price of Eliquis in the U.S. Our net prices, what we are compensated, have actually over the last five years declined. At that same time, the list prices have increased. Why is that? Because of the complexity of this system and the billions of dollars in rebates that we have provided to intermediaries that unfortunately do not go to lowering the price of medicines like the patient you just described. Again, I apologize. I want to get very briefly uh, to Mr. Duardo, who's with Johnson & Johnson. Uh, Mr. Duardo, is it true that the list price of Stellara is $79,000 a year in the U.S.? Is that roughly it, right? It's roughly right, but it's also true that the average discount of Stellara in the and U.S. I, I, is I, 70%. I, so it's all of that, and we've dealt with PBMs, and we're going to get to that, I'm sure, in this, this morning. Is it true that while charging 79000 in the United States, that the exact same product is sold in Spain for $18,000? I don't know the price in Spain. Uh, I can tell you that the average discount in the U.S. is 70%. So the price that you quote is 30% of that. Okay. Mr. Duero, is it true that it costs less than $15 a year to man manufacture Stellaro? The manufacturing cost is only a component that goes into our pricing. When we price our medicines, we're looking at the value that the medicine brings to the healthcare system, our ability to continue to invest in research. We invested $15 billion last year. And also, we look at affordability. I think the most frustrating part for me is that the American population is not revolting on this. How can you make a drug that costs six times or seven times as much in the United States, right? Actually, eight times as much. And still make a profit where you sell it for cheap. But then come over here 
and said there are reasons why over here we're going to pay more for that drug. You know, you still make a profit. There are reasons. But then again, in all these countries where you're selling it at a much lower rate, where their government really cares about their people to actually force these parasitic thugs to drop their prices, their lifespans, their life expectancy are anywhere from four years to almost 10 years greater than ours, but we pay. We continue to pay. But worse, we continue to defend these corporations that pilfer us all. And they don't just pilfer Republicans or Democrats, or they pilfer us all. They have the ability to set the prices. There ain't no real regulations that governs what they can charge, even if the research that their discoveries are based on, which most of them are, developed by universities we pay for. In other words, their, their wealth is built on the cumulative knowledge of all of us. But because of an economic system, which I define and I think can prove is a fraud, they get the spoils, they take her wealth. You know, um, again, I said the most upsetting part is that the American population is not in revolt against all these parasites. And notice I call them parasites. One of the excuses that they give for the high price of judge of drugs, one of the things they said is, well, you know, we in the United States, our model foments uh, innovation, allows for innovations. And, you know, I guess they're trying to say the profits that they get in the Japans of the world and the Canadas of the world and the Great Britons of the world isn't going to warrant the kind of innovation uh, based on those profits, which is a dead set false statement. As I mentioned on my previous program, most of the innovators are salaried employees. I repeat, most of the people doing any kind of innovation are salaried employees. And they get a big product out there. They don't necessarily partake in the spoils. Well, they may have own a part of the, they may own a few stocks in their company, but they don't partake of the mega money the mega investors in these corporations have. So it is a lie to say that the reason we have drug prices high is because of innovation and what it takes to test, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because like I said, we are, uh, the American population invests much in universities that create the, the database of knowledge to create these drugs. But it's just a few, the heads of these corporations, the shareholders in these corporations that get all the spoils, parasites. It's the classic definition of a parasite. Ye who does the work doesn't get all the spoil. Ye who goes ahead and just simply pick, suck the blood of those who either develop the product, the drugs, 
or need the drugs. Again, I ask, where is where is the rage? Where is the revolt? And the American population that says, we're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to pay several times for the drugs. We are not going to buy your airplane as we go bankrupt, as we go to GoFund, as we lose our homes. People, we can't let ideological junk keep us from keeping our eye on the ball of those who are taking our wealth. It's not the immigrants coming over the border. It's not those others that they would make you believe. It's not the crime rate that we have to sit down and fight. The biggest criminals in our country today wear suits and ties. Because while they may not be killing us with a gun, they're murdering us with, the, uh, with their doings. They're murdering us with a false scarcity of drugs by their overinflated prices. They're murdering us by us having to worry of losing our homes and, and, and dying from distress. They are murdering us in the thousands, if not the millions. And these are not overstatements, folks. A lot of folks are going to say hyperbole, over the top. It is not. It is not. My wife went for a, a, a kidney biopsy. They billed the insurance company $27,000. She was inside from the time we got to the hospital till we left the hospital four hours. They stick a needle in in two spots with a computer screen. Make sure you didn't bleed out. Say bye-bye. $27,000. And they want us to pay about, I guess, $4,000 or so. I mean, we've always been insured. I am not going to do it. I am, going to, I am going to make it be known, if, if we don't get it taken care of, how can a biopsy cost the price of an electric car? How can the drugs that we have that you need for one year cost you the price of the most expensive luxury car. One of the most expensive luxury cars. How can we tolerate that? We should do better. We must stop fighting each other and start going after those who have robbed us and continue to rob us. The parasitic thugs in suits and ties. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.